there ain't no pain in the void. Yeah. Nobody hurts my wife, you son of a bitch. On a motivational scale of like one to Braveheart, this is like half a Rudy. It's Umbrella Academy Season 3. Welcome to the Central Slice. I'm number one. And I'm number two. Well, we're at a new timeline. I'm confused. Are you my dad? I'm not. Oh, well, the search continues. I'm Dave. This is the Center Cut. Surprise! And I'm Michael. Michael, what are we doing? We watched only the first episode and the last episode of Umbrella Academy Season 3. We're going to recap those ends, and then we have many, 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 many questions to help us guess about the middle. Fantastic. Back to the Academy. This is a Netflix spot based on a comic book series of the same name. This season premiered on June 22nd of this year, so about a month ago. Season 3 got up 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is right up there with Season 2 and much better than Season 1. So it brings the, the total show rating up to 85%, which is exciting. Yes. And if you haven't already, we did cover Season 2 back in our first season of the show. So mm. you could probably go check mm. that one out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But without further ado, let's get into it. We'll start with Episode 1, Meet the Family. We start on a train in 1989, a callback to our season one premiere, and a Korean woman magically gives birth after not starting the day pregnant, just like the original start of the series. Woman is generous. Okay. Because this girl seems young. Okay, fine. But this time, the difference here is we learned that only 16 women had this affliction rather than the original 43. Yeah, odd. And also this time, we see the gold Tinkerbell dust come down from a vent and impregnate the lady through her back. Okay. I didn't see the Tinkerbell dust. There was Tinkerbell dust? Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't just your old shitty TVs and computers and everything else? No. Gold stuff came gold on the ceiling, like the Black Key song came down. It just, bam, right into her back. I missed that. Well, go watch it again. I might. Bye. We quickly learn that just like last time, Reginald Hargreaves tries to buy up as many of those kids as he can. And just like the first time, he manages to snag seven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, anybody that finished season two of the show knows immediately that this must be the Sparrow Academy, the alternate universe timeline crew that comes about because of our umbrellas meddling in the 60s. Yeah. Have you seen New Ben? I obviously finished. (laughs) (laughs) We meet our new seven. Now, they show them all out of order, so I'm going to reshuffle them, but they are number one, Marcus, just like our number one, Luther. He has extra strength, but he's all man and no gorilla, which he makes up for with extra agility, basically. Number two is Ben. Yes, an alive version of dead Ben from our OG crew. I'm pretty sure he has the same tentacle powers. Yeah, seems the same. Same, same Ben. Okay. Number three is Faye. She's blind, but she can create crows or ravens that can see and do shit for her she's trying really hard to be that that chick from the matrix with the dark glasses i can't remember her name i've already covered this multiple times david i've never seen the matrix number four is alfonso he looks like the elephant man and can absorb whatever you do to him and basically give it right back to you yeah he looks like austin powers at the end of the third austin powers movie when he was the fat bastard but ate a bunch of subway he also is the actor that plays him is craig from degrassi the next generation 
Craig, but lumpy. Lumpy Craig. Number five is Sloan. She can manipulate gravity, and we find out later she can manipulate Luther's genitals. Number six is Jamie. She spits out venom, and it makes you have hallucinations. And then lastly, there's number seven, Christopher, who is just a giant floating Super Mario Brothers cube. He can't talk, but he makes noises and lights up, and his siblings all seem to understand him. Yeah. I'm disappointed that we didn't get to see Christopher's birth in the beginning of the episode, because <laughs> I would have enjoyed watching a woman give birth to a glowing cube. Mm. Or maybe he was created in a lab somewhere, prototype, and, and Reginald's like, I want to buy that one. <laughs> and like the gold dust came down from the ceiling and like accidentally hit the light instead of going down to the woman it was going to impregnate. And it's just yep. like he turned into a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think his power is telekinesis or, or just being very smart. He, he doesn't really we don't really get to see his powers in the parts we see. We really don't. No. So that's our new crew. Very, 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 very weird. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think that if the Umbrella Academy had all seven people alive and firing on all cylinders, that their powers in tandem are slightly better than the Sparrows. But we'll dig into that more in our center chat next week. Early teaser. <laughs> <laughs> you just got yourself real excited. So we cut to where season two ended, where our Umbrellas are talking with Reginald and meet the Sparrows, complete with Living Ben, asking, Dad, who are these assholes? Under the Academy, we see energy growing and sparking, creating a pulsating orb. Absolutely no idea. What kind of annoyed me a little bit about the beginning of this episode was that Ben has made obviously clear that he has no idea who these people are. They should have by now recognized that they are in a different timeline and things are different, obviously. But they like insist on continuing to try and just like will the original timeline. It's like, what? stop. Just stop. Yeah. Well, up above the basement, Reginald explains to our umbrellas that the sparrows are his children and the mom robot lives. Mm -hmm. Everybody's confused. Jamie gleeks venom in Diego's face. And then the crews are about to battle each other. But instead, we get a ridiculously epic dance battle set to my mother-in-law's favorite song, Kenny Loggins, Footloose. Favorite song? It's her favorite song. I was forced to play it at my wedding. And as a man who hates dancing, I'm sure you could have guessed that I used that opportunity to sit and eat another donut. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. Did you use every song as an opportunity <laughs> to sit and eat another donut? That is correct. <laughs> no, this scene was cutesy and all, but I am glad that it turns out it was a Diego Venom hallucination and not another kind of forced dance scene because it would have been weird if this really happened yeah i for a while i was like what the fuck is going like what is happening like it's cool but then it's cute but yeah it was well done they were all doing a pretty good job dancing as far as i can tell yeah. my untrained eye that's true now before we go any further i should mention at this point that vanya is still vanya so far which i wasn't sure how they would handle since famously the actor went from Ellen to Elliot, transitioning since last season. So yeah. they obviously address it at some point in the middle, but I appreciate that Elliot was willing to throw on the bad wig and Vanya it up for a while until the writers could sort it out. I bet that their idea for how to proceed with it was even more convincing as to kind of starting the season this way. We'll get more into it later. But yeah, it, it was interesting. I, I was I was also curious in how they were going to handle that. Yeah. But I, I like I said, I'm just glad that Elliot was willing to 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 be Vanya for at least a little bit and wasn't like, no, I have to be Victor now. Uh, Agreed. So I'm, I'm glad about that. 
hashtag story over everything. Because like when actors and actresses' personal lives ruin stories, it's a bummer. So I'm, I'm glad that yeah. they made some sort of compromise. But enough of that. It's battle time. Battle time. Real battle time. The battle literally lasts about nine minutes of screen time. But mm. here are the highlights. Diego fights the cube hilariously. Jamie's Venom makes 5C his mannequin lover, Dolores. Alfonso is very, very unfortunate looking still. Luther gets his shit beat in probably more than most of the Academy. Mm. Five lost the important time traveling briefcase. Luther and Sloan want to fuck like monkeys. And Vanya's power still probably trumps everybody else's. The Umbrella Academy leaves thoroughly defeated, and we see the basement power orb has grown considerably as Robot Mom brings the briefcase down to the basement. What is the power orb? I don't know. Our crew collects themselves, they make a dickhead joke, and then we see a quick scene of some dude we've never seen named Lester Pocket packing a suitcase with sandwiches, and he either has Parkinson's or some weird... X superpower that makes his hands shake. I think I know who this guy is. Me too. We'll talk about it later. But also, do you think Lester Pocket is short for Molester Pocket and he's a secret sex offender? Yep. Me too. He has a whole cut in his pocket and he gets right at it, right on the right on the bus, listening to bees. So the umbrellas decide to hole up in Klaus's old stopping ground, the Hotel Obsidian, to lay low, and apparently it turns out to be an important setting for the season, kind of, sort of, yeah. name, but still the hotel. So they only get two rooms because they have no cash and have to trade in Luther's watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The sparrows are exercising together. Robot Mom brings them some Athletic Greens AG1, except she was acting kind of weird about it, and maybe later we'll find out it was poisoned. Just spitballing. I don't know. Interesting. Or she was just like, I don't know about this stuff, guys. I think your adaptogens are good. You don't want too many adaptogens. That's what I always say mm. as a robot mm. mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but I mentioned that th- this happened because it's noticeable that the sparrows are working out as a group because that is the main difference from our OGs who all hate yes. each other at, at one point or another. Hargreaves did a good job of getting getting these seven to like all be on the same page. Yep. Very, very noticeable. So with, back to our umbrellas, though. The boys and girls, for now, split into their two rooms. Klaus pees out the window like the setup to my middle school joke from our Bad Santa episode, and Allison and Vanya lament losing their season two lovers, Ray and Sissy, before Vanya urges Allison to go find her daughter, and she leaves. Allison finds a lover in every timeline she gets into. Just shut shut up. Yeah. Shut up. I didn't like Allison at all this season. I am not Team Allison. No. I guess I was never really Team Allison. First season, she was also a little bit of a pain in the ass. And this season, she just really made me angry. Yeah, we'll talk about it more when we get to the finale. Mm. Mr. Molester Pocket is on a bus, and he whips open his suitcase, which is suddenly devoid of sandwiches and full of cassettes instead, all of different noises like construction, whales, and like you said, the one he chooses, bees, to drown out the annoying bus sounds. Where did the sandwiches go? Biggest mystery of this whole season. Did he eat, did he <laughs> he eat them He had six of them. There's no way he ate six sandwiches. Is that supposed to be a way for us to learn, like, oh, he's been traveling for a while. Like, Maybe. he ate so many sandwiches. <laughs> it must, I mean, by my sandwich calculations, it's been at least three days. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that harkens back to your donut wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> Who the heck is this guy? I, again, I think I know, but, like, it's just so random to just show him. I'm, like, 95% sure, and I'm so excited about it. Same, same, same. But, B, does your wife force you to sleep with white noise like that every night? I hate silence. So at night, I need to have like some some kind of noise going, even Ugh. if it's just like the ceiling fan is enough. 
It's just like a noise. I have to listen to ocean waves from Frank's monitor and on top of it, the sound of rain. It is a miracle that I don't piss my bed every night. So like basically a hurricane? All basically a hurricane. Yep. I have to hear ocean waves and rain. Yeah, it is a miracle. You don't just piss your bed every night. <laughs> Only some nights. Only some. Yeah. Presumably the next day, I think, Vanya meets with Sparrow number one Marcus at a diner. Yep. She's basically like, hey, I can kick your ass with my sonic boom. Give me the briefcase back now. I kind of liked the uh, like this like strong, confident Vanya who's just Ooh. like, listen, dude, <laughs> you either give me that or I'm just going to fight you in front of a bunch of people and kick your fucking ass. He's yep. like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I like it. But as it cuts away, we learn that Faye had seen it all with one of her magic raven eyeballs. All the other sparrows are going to think you're lame for making a deal with the umbrellas, Marcus. You're a sparrow. Sparrows poop on umbrellas. Yeah, but umbrellas stop the poop. It's true. It's a never-ending battle between sparrows and umbrellas. <laughs> They're perfectly locked. Locked in the, the ultimate fight for the ages. Back at the hotel, Five explains to Klaus, Luther, and Diego that there are now probably doppelgangers of themselves chilling around the world since old Reggie didn't adopt them in this timeline. And if they find them, they need to kill them. That makes sense. Also, Klaus refers to Luther having sex with his doppel climbing luther mountain and it tracks it's very good lila shows up surprise i thought she died last season am i misremembering that you i think you are it's been a while it's been a while she drops off a child named stan who she says is the product of her and diego 12 years ago before leaving i kind of don't buy it though she, i think she's got some tricks up her sleeves also 12 years ago i'm trying to figure out the timelines makes no sense to me weird because like that just dawned on me. They came from a timeline that was like 50 years ago. Right. And before that, they came from this time. Right. And they've only been out of the 60s timeline like into now. And I thought only like an hour or so. Or maybe this is future Lila. Maybe. Or maybe there's multiple timelines. Well, I don't know. Maybe knows? they go back in the past. Ah, ah. I, I don't know. But I do know this is not the first time we've seen this boy. He played one of the main kids in Utopia, which we covered back in season one. Underrated show. Oh, interesting. Down in the Academy basement, Marcus, a.k.a. Sparrow number one, finds Robot Mom worshipping the glow ball with a bunch of sidewalk chalk drawing of symbols she made, like ohms and shit. It's obviously a god. Mm. The ohm, which she drew, is all about creation and manifestation, which makes sense because Robot Mom gets Marcus to hear the energy ball, and then it creates this bluish blast wave that reverberates through the city evaporating things like the hotel dude Chet's dog and Marcus himself as Five foolishly narrates about how they stopped the apocalypse and won. That poor little pug. Well, Five, I don't think you're right. I don't think you won. I don't think so either. There's always an apocalypse. Yep. Because otherwise this show would be boring. But that is the first episode. On to the finale. Ooh, baby. Episode 10, Oblivion. Don't you worry, everybody. Diego has finally cut his hair. Got that long fucking shit out of here, and he's finally looking fresh again. Looking fresh. We see him and a group of folks walking through a weird light tunnel, like they're in a weird, funky funhouse. And here's who we got. We got Diego, Natch, his girlfriend, Lila, Obs. We have Dick Ben. That's what I call this timeline's Ben, because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. We have Vanya, who we learn later is Victor, but we didn't know that the first time I watched this. Five... His head seems huge this whole season. I don't know what's going on. Allison with another new hairdo. No surprise there. Sloane. 
She's a sparrow, if you forgot, and she's the one who liked Luther in the beginning. She can manipulate gravity, remember? And dear old Daddykins comes running through, which I was not expecting, to be honest. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that we don't know it's Victor yet, which is true, but Victor looks different. The hair, yes. the hair is at least different. It's, it's now man hair. And Correct. this is officially our first show or movie where a character is presenting as a different gender on different ends, right? If you count Sleepaway Camp, but I, I, oh, somehow, yeah. I somehow don't think that counts. <laughs> That's that one doesn't count. <laughs> That's assuming it's the same character from everything we see, I would assume. Yeah. But with this show and doppelgangers and different timelines, timelines who the Very fuck true. knows? Fine. But yeah, th- this is uh, this is a first, and I I would assume what happened was Vanya transitioned to Victor somewhere in the middle. That's what I would which guess. Which is cool. I don't think that the show did something science fictiony about it. I think I'm guessing I hope it was that just they, like yeah, they Vanya just, was uncomfortable in her skin and yeah. didn't feel like she was a girl and felt like Victor, and that's who she who he is now. If I was Elliot Page. That's probably the only thing that I would have been cool with. Like, I wouldn't want them to make it like, yeah. Vanya fell into a pit of lava, and now and her Vanya comes out of timeline, <laughs> boy version, Victor's here now. The lava gave her a penis and it's cut her hair. very short, yeah, like yeah. a boy. No, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think Elliot would have been like, mm, nope. <laughs> No that would thanks. cheapen I, everything. Yeah. I would rather just stay Vanya at that yeah. point. Like, no. just keep me Vanya if you're going to do that. No, I, I do really hope that it was just like a straight up, no, nothing mystical, nothing yeah. special. just straight up transition. Yeah. We're going to continue to assume that that's what it was. Okay. All right. So they all exit this light tunnel into a suite at the Oblivion Hotel. But man, oh, man, it looks a lot like the Obsidian Hotel. They even comment about how this one is like a backwards version. Mm -hmm. So it almost feels like the Oblivion Hotel is just a backwards weirdo version of the Obsidian Hotel. Yeah. They ask Hargreaves where Klaus is, and he says, oh, sorry, guys, you didn't make it. And everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck? And he's like, no, the the cuckoo blitz got him. What? (laughs) What's a cuckoo blitz? But that's what I heard. Mm hmm. There's a question about it later, so we'll talk about it. Yeah, but in the conversation they have, it sounds like Luther's dead too, so oops. Uh, not the gorilla. So we confirm moments later as we see Klaus and Luther are watching TV and eating pizza in two chairs in the middle of a desert. And in their following conversation, we learn that this is the void. It's where Klaus hangs out. This is just like his chill spot. And, uh, and they're dead. Yeah, and they make some jokes about pineapple pizza. Netflix is all out of ideas, and all their major shows just need to have characters argue about the merits of pineapple on pizza, because Stranger Things just did the same thing. As a man who lives the sweet and salty life, putting peanut butter on my hot dogs, you know that I rock that fruit on my za. Fruit on za, homie. Fruit on za. (laughs) So our team arrives in the lobby, our living team. Diego tells them not to ring the bell that is at the front desk. There's like some weird alien writing on a little sign next to it. And they're like, what does that say? He's like, it says, don't ring the bell. And I appreciated that. We cut back to Klaus and he is confirming through his conversation that Luther and him are dead. Their dad killed them. Luther says that his dad is an alien, like a straight up from outer space alien. And they just kind of get in a little bickering match and end up fighting over being dead. I kind of remember, I vaguely remember that we knew that, 
Reginald was an alien bug, right? Did we? We did. Okay. There's that part where they went to go see him in the in that weird room that was like a Hawaiian themed room when they were in that other place. Wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at the end of it, a bunch of dudes come in that are like all a member of a weird secret society, and he pulls his his face okay. off. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, okay. So we did know that, but this is the first we know of them knowing it. Got it. Lila is preggers. Yeah. Is it a new baby? Is it Stan? Is it a third baby? No one knows. <laughs> Five and Victor are confident that Daddy has killed Klaus and could have even killed Luther as well. And Five thinks Allison is involved somehow. Listen, I don't care what gender Elliot Page presents as, but I th- I thought the Vanya wig was bad. Victor's hair looks like a pile of panther shit. Just, ew. I just hate Victor's hair. Are you sure that's not just Elliot Page's hair? Well, if it is, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, what are you doing? You have all the man hairstyles to choose from. Why that? Why the smushed down? It's literally what my hair currently looks like, and I hate it so much. <laughs> it does kind of look like thanks, it. Thanks, no, bro. Victor's is worse than your hair. Your hair is not yeah, as bad as Victor's. mine's like thinning out a little bit in front. It's terrible. <laughs> Elliot. Listen, Elliot, your hair, your hair is fine. <laughs> I like it. Thank you uh, for coming to my TED talk. So we also learn at this point that Allison lost her daughter and her husband. Uh, I don't know why she can't find them, but she can't. <laughs> no, they're dead. Surprise. Yep. Luther and Klaus are continuing to fight. They are throwing each other around. Apparently, there are pocket dimensions in the void that Luther can just throw Klaus around in. They end up in a bouncy castle and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Back in the lobby, Hargreaves is poking around, and Allison confronts him. I don't know what he's looking for, yet she basically says none of this was supposed to happen. This wasn't like part of the deal, but we don't know what that deal is. We just know that they have some kind of deal. Yep. He explains to the, uh, her and the rest of the team that they need to find this like weird marking. They call it a sigil somewhere in the hotel. Uh, so they just need to find that. So they split up to start looking for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just searching a at least 10 floor hotel that we see for a tiny little sigil. Yep. Should be easy peasy. Five at this point when they all splits takes this opportunity to confront Allison. She doesn't really admit to anything, says that mm, he's full of shit. Allison storms out and Victor follows. And as five is about to follow, he walks through the doorway to kind of go after them. And there's this weird invisible shimmery barrier thing that he walks through that he did not see he changed floors yeah he was on a floor and then the number changed and it was a different floor Mm -hmm. so for a while here we get all the teams looking around for the sigil on different floors and going through different portals and getting all wishy-washy around so here's just some things of note lila's afraid to fail as a mother but diego's cool and convinces her otherwise they're kissing and he accidentally shoots his spear gun into the ceiling and it's amusing they go from floor six to eight as they walk through one of those portal things. Ben's an asshole. Told you already. But to say again, oh. he's just a big dick. Him and Sloan are going through the whole we hate dad shit that the Umbrella folks went through in season one. Yep. So we get to listen to that again. They run into five at this point. Apparently he teleported to their floor. And this is when he being the only person of any the smarts in this whole crew is like yeah the the hotel's changing like we're moving around yep. i'm i'm all turned around like this isn't this is different and they're like no 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 way but then obviously they all get fucked up so they know allison and victor look for five and again i hate allison now yep we cut back to klaus who is 
showing up in the lobby. He came back. He's back in the land of the living now. Confronts dad in the lobby. Hargreaves is like, shut up and knocks him right out. Shit starts to go down at this point, though, because daddy has rung the bell. The bell of which should not be rung. Dick. Everything's going crazy. There's bright lights, earthquakes. Undead-looking samurais are showing up everywhere. You know, the usual. Yeah, they're like samurai versions of the guards from Legends of the Hidden Temple that would like yeah. chase you through the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that would make Reginald the host of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Because he, like, called them in. Yeah, like the guy with the lame khaki shorts, Kirk Fogg. Kirk Fogg. That was his name? Yep. I feel like it was a different name. You're thinking of Mark Summers. I am thinking of Mark Summers. What did yep. he host? Double Dare. Okay. I'm going to trust you on this. So everyone's battling these big, bad, weird samurai boys now. They're called guardians, but I'd much rather call them big, bad samurai guys. Yep. During this battle, Allison gets sliced on the arm. Five Sloan and Ben kill their boy. Well, after... Wait a second. Wait a second. You're saying that everyone's fighting the samurais at this point? Everybody but Ben. Ben is such an indifferent sack of shit. Yeah, Ben's an asshole. He it's sucks. like Five and Sloan are fighting it, and then Ben's just hanging out being a dick. He's such a jerk. Why and is he such a jerk? Finally, when like everyone is gonna die, Ben's like, fine. And then he helps for like a second and then gets all his fucking little tentacles chopped off. <laughs> Which I hope that honestly just means that like when he sucks them back in, a little piece of his pee pee was missing. When Ben was fighting with Five and Sloan there, did you notice that all of the washing machines had a different language on them? Are you sure it wasn't just like the alien the weird alien language, or was it like an actual language, just not American? Even still, that still proves that they're not in the regular hotel yes agreed okay i also just i'm not sure if you noticed that i said our language was called american and now i feel like a dumb (laughs) stupid idiot (laughs) i agreed so it makes me just as bad yeah yeah just as bad so yeah but those three did kill their boy in washing machine land allison admits to victor now that she might die that that she did make a deal with Hargreaves, but won't tell Victor what it was or what's yeah. going down. Just trust me. Just trust her. Yeah, because you're trustworthy. Sure. Diego locks Lila in a closet to protect her. Classic expecting mother husband <laughs> tete-a-tete. Um, and Victor comes across Lila, walks kind of walks by the door, and because Lila's ability is just to suck other people's abilities and use them herself like a Kirby, she was able to blast herself out. They come across a, a boy and cross their streams and and blast that boy right out of the water. Yeah, but real rich Victor asking Lila why she was in the closet. Real rich. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be an intentional joke, no? Uh, I think yeah, it was that might have been an intentional joke. It was, it was pretty good. But after all this fighting, we know that two of the three boys that we've seen so far are dead. Yep. Everyone joins back up in the lobby as Klaus finally starts waking up. He tells everyone, Dad killed Luther, and he's bad, and it sucks. But doesn't matter, because Hargreaves is like, we need to find this fucking sigil. And then the last guardian shows up. And five finally figures out, because again, he's the only one with any smarts, that the sigil is actually the stars on the floor. And there are seven of them, which there was like seven bells or some weird thing that they said. So he figured it out. And he's trying to tell everyone, he's about to tell everyone, when the last guardian drops through the ceiling and slices five's arm clean off. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Nope. Did not see that coming. So they fight it. This one is being much more difficult than the last one. I don't understand how they can kill them like individually, but when you get all seven of them in one room, it's like, I don't know how to do 
fighting. Well, they're also spread out and they're focused on doing the floor stuff. So they're kind of distracted. I don't know. Five didn't even tell them about the floor stuff yet. And they're around their dad. Their dad is just negative energy. They perform worse when they're around Reggie. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. They have his expectations on their shoulders. Yeah, that's true. This thing is fucking them up bad. Like slices Klaus like he's like in the chat stomach. Like he's he's going to die for sure. Mm-hmm. Tosses the back end of his chain ball right at Ben's belly. Last minute, it looks like this thing is about to like for sure kill Sloan. Fuck her up. And then who but our big bad gorilla boy Luther shows up does a single mean suplex to this boy and it's like incapacitated for multiple minutes I don't understand he just kind of threw it a little bit it just fell through the ceiling it was perfectly fine but he (laughs) threw this guy and it's like dead now terrible Klaus's power is fading though so he's able to bring him back enough to help but then Luther fades away as Klaus dies and Luther gets a second to say, you know, he'll love Sloan forever or whatever. And then back to the void he goes. The Guardian wakes up and everyone starts jumping out of their stars. Klaus just wakes up now. He's back alive. So he is immortal from what we can see. He dies and goes to the void and can just bring himself back from the void, which is pretty sweet. Yep. Everyone is jumping on these stars. Allison is about to walk up to one and Hargreaves is like, not, not you. It's like, oh, okay, fine. They all start to kind of course with this blue lightning power energy stuff, and it shoots towards the Guardian and kills that thing. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah, this is a, it's a whole, it's a metaphor for teamwork. Teamwork, yeah. teamwork, everybody, everywhere. <laughs> That's not even the song. I know, it's clean up. Oh, <laughs> don't God. at me. I know. I know my body, okay? <laughs> don't at me. So when this Guardian falls, it's just a, it turns out it's just a bunch of bugs. Bunch of it's bugs. just a bunch of advanced bugs, yep. cockroaches and shit. So the hotel is transforming now that all of them are standing on these seven stars. It transforms into this like weird ethereal interstellar looking shit. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Hargreaves runs over to a weird futuristic computery thing and he's using it to essentially suck the power out of the seven of these folks uh-huh. so that he can reset the universe or some bullshit. Mm. We don't really know. Yeah, yeah, we don't really know. Allison tries to yell at him real loud and it doesn't work. So then she just slices his head in half and he oozes some green juice because surprise, he's an alien. Confirmed. Yeah. I could have done without all of the Umbrella Academy's moaning gray faces and mm. Reginald's Gus Fring-esque exit. But but fine. Yep. But fine. But as he falls, Allison turns back to them and they have now they're not getting their life force sucked out of him anymore. But. They are all blue zombies now, so that's cool. Yep. Allison looks at the computer and is like, well, maybe I should press that button that I just made Hargreaves stop doing. Yeah, why not? And then she just presses it, and it's, why? 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 (laughs) I don't understand why. You have to trust her, David. I don't (laughs) at all. Same. Because guess what? Guess who's the only person who came out of this thing pretty solid? Cut to her getting out of a cab and arriving home not umbrella academy home like home home and she runs up to see her daughter in her room claire she's there and then she hears a voice and turns around and her season two husband is now her husband so that's new she's mixing some timelines here yep the rest of the crew though does come out of an elevator that randomly pops into the middle of a park they all look healthy and fine which is interesting five's arm is back 
Apparently, Diego lost some figures, with, which I missed, but they make a comment about the fact that he has his fingers back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all good. But out walks none other than Luther. He's back. However, he's a skinny, weird, like, n- nerdy-looking weirdo. <laughs> no, he's just Luther, but he's, like, skinny, not gorillified. Yeah. So if this is our original crew now that the universe is reset, then why is Lila there? Yeah, great question. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't count. Like, are, are we missing anybody? I don't think we are. No. From the original seven. Just, no, so eight, of just eight of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, except Allison, who is off at well, her house. Right. That's why. It's, speaking of Allison with her house, I, I forgot to mention. So, like, we see her with Claire. So, is this implying that Ray is now Claire's real father? Or... Yeah, I don't know, because I don't remember if we ever saw Claire in the first season, mm. did we? I think we did. too but... long ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. I don't know if this is the original Claire or not, but Allison seemed okay with it. Yeah. So I feel like it would have been weird if she walked into the room and said hello to Claire and it was like a different child. Yeah. She would have been confused, right? Anyway, I have a lot of confusing questions about the last part. Oh, yeah. yeah. This part gets really intense. But yeah, so the crew is in there in this little park and they all kind of start to try and figure out what the fuck's going on. And then we realize, uh uh-oh. None of them have powers. Yep, just regos. They're just regos. They're just rego folks, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It is of note that Sloan is not here. So Luther's like, where's Sloan? I'm going to find my wife and runs off. Klaus runs after him, and then the rest of them kind of just disperse weirdly. Yep. The camera pans up into the city, though. And as we pan up, we see that Hargreaves basically owns this entire city. His entire name city. is all over the place, every building, like Hargreaves Financial, Hargreaves Communication, Hargreaves blah, 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 blah. It pans up to essentially the penthouse or top office of this building. Hargreaves is standing at the window, looking out at his city and down to the park as a woman walks up alongside him. I do not know who this woman is unless I'm missing something. It's his dead wife from the first season. It's his dead wife from the first season, guys. Yes. She's living. Was all this just to bring back his wife? That's what I think. So he basically traded Luther's wife for his wife. Oh, you think like Sloan's just... Well, I guess in, if the... Yeah. She doesn't exist now. Like that timeline doesn't exist anymore? And then he sent that hulky ape fuck up in space in the first season to protect her body or some shit because we saw him send her soul up in a rocket, remember? That oh, duplicitous yeah, shit. That. He's a duplicitous shit. He was up there to protect. That's what I'm thinking. Because he said, he asked Luther, like, why. Yeah, and he never told him why I was Why he sent up to the moon, and he said that he was there to, you had to protect something or something yeah, like that. Something important. Remember. Yeah, the body of his, of his dead wife, because then that way she can come back. He's just been using the kids. I don't understand why he needs the along. body to do this. He's just been using the kids all along to save some lumpy old woman. To, uh, uh, lumpy. She's lumpy, God. and I don't she's like it. Lump, she's lumpy and wearing a, like a weird, a weird wedding dress, and it's Lady, weird. lady, you're up in a penthouse and you're wearing like a nightgown. You're Come basically on. wearing a pair of curtains. Come on, you're wearing Come the th- you're wearing the thing that freaking the guy from the Christmas Carol wears when he's having his night terrors. <laughs> <laughs> you look like one of the ghosts. <laughs> yeah, and the Hargreaves is a giant dick, and he probably took their powers 
I don't know if the machine took their powers to needed it to complete this thing or if he took their powers in this timeline because he didn't want them to be able to fight back. And I think all that special jazz that created them was used to bring the wife back. Oh, that special blue jazz. Or it's copper. What? It's not blue. It's copper. I'm oh, talking about the Tinkerbell jizz. Oh, the Tinkerbell jizz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but what happens? Isn't there something else? There is something else. So usually, as soon as I see the first credit, I just turn turn it off. Because ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but this time, for whatever reason, I was like messing around my phone or something, probably texting Michael like, what the fuck? And then there was a, an extra credit scene, mm-hmm. which we've never had in anything we've done. I don't know if it's because they haven't had them or because we just have never watched long enough to see them. Wasn't there one in uh, Aquamarine? Wasn't there post-credits? Like the photographs of the girls? Oh, that that doesn't count. (laughs) That doesn't count. This is like a a teaser for the next season-ish. Can you believe that we watched Aquamarine? Okay, go on. I can't believe that we watched (laughs) Aquamarine. But this extra credit scene is on a train. And as the camera zooms in uh, through the train here, we see that Ben is on the train. Or what I assume is Ben. Who knows? He looks up as the train says that the, it they're bound for Yo-Yo Station, and then he smiles. And you can... I, I had to rewind it a couple times to make sure, but you can see some of that copper-colored, sparkly jism outside the windows. How did I miss all this copper It's about to happen. Jism. I think he's smiling because he knows that that copper stuff is going to come down through the vent and impregnate that woman. I think he's on the train that where one of the lady gives birth, and he's going he's gonna to swoop in and steal that kid. And not let Reggie take it. But he would That's have to I'm be thinking. in the past for that to happen. He is, motherfucker. You think he's in the past? I do. We already know that people can go in the past. Do you is think there really was anything crazy? special about how they're arriving at Yo-Yo Station and it was the Yo-Yo Blitz that killed everything? It's not a Yo-Yo Blitz. It's like a That's fucking, what they kept saying. It was a, a Yo-Yo Blitz. Google Blitz or something. No, Yo-Yo Blitz we'll is what there. it's called. We'll get there. <laughs> but that is... Oblivion, the 10th episode of the third season of Umbrella Academy. (laughs) And David, we've talked about a lot. Before we get into our questions about the middle, let us nosedive into a center commercial. Let's do it. Today's episode is brought to you by Libsyn. Do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Libsyn. Libsyn has everything you need to plan, launch, and grow your own podcast. Libsyn provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms, and much more. Depending on your plan, you can get detailed statistics, and we've even created auto emails that send daily stats to our inbox. Anchors for rookies. Become a pro like us and think about choosing Libsyn. Our podcast has been on Libsyn for its entire run. It's safe to say we are huge fans. Plus, as a friend of the Center Cut, when you sign up with Libsyn, you get the first month of podcast hosting for free. We didn't get no free months. No. What the heck? There has never been a better time than right now to start your podcast. Visit Libsyn.com and use the code FRIEND. F-R-I-E-N-D. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use the code FRIEND. F-R-I-E-N-D, to get started and create your podcast today. Man, I crushed those spellings. I deserve like a first grade spelling bee trophy immediately. Fine. I'll carve you one. I don't want your carved trophy. (laughs) 
what I do want is for you to tell our listeners what they should be doing with their phones. Is it porn? It's not porn. After they finish, they should go to our TikTok or our Instagram at the underscore center underscore cut. Follow us. Comment. Watch some shit. You could also like send us an email at the center cutcast at gmail.com or send us a voice message at podinbox.com slash the center cut. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. All right, David, we have a lot of questions. Let us just get right into it. Let's fucking crank. We will start with Facebook. Claire K, what caused the Kugel Blitz and what is it? The Yo-Yo Blitz was caused when the two academies clashing created this orb of fire downstairs. And eventually the Yo-Yo Blitz just came right out of it once it absorbed enough Sparrow Academy peeps. That's what I think. Okay, so I, I think that the big glowing orb in the basement of the academy that rips Marcus' face off, I think that is the Kugel Blitz. No, I think that's like the I think that's the yo-yo blitz is like egg. It's like hatching. Well, I mean, we're still on the same page, and I agree with you yes. though that I, I think what caused it was the two sets of children being in the same place. Like all of that power and divergent timeline energy mm. fused together to create that ball of fire. Yeah, it's like an anomaly. Right. And it just it just yeah. wants to face fuck the universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. To like autocorrect. Yep. So we're, 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 we're basically mm-hmm. on the same page. All right. Well, Christy G asks, where did the rest of the Sparrow Academy go? About six feet underground because they dead, girl. D-D dead. 100% positive. Yeah. I also think they're dead. Yep. I think they were just absorbed by the yo-yo blitz so it could hatch. Okay. That needed their copper jizz. Next question from Evelyn CR. Why wouldn't Reginald take the Sparrows into the hotel instead before the Umbrella Academy showed up? I'd assume that it was something like they just like he knew that they were not the correct timeline that he needed in order to do that. Yeah, I, I think this goes back to the Kegel shits or whatever it's called. And I think that Reggie knew that they had to all meet at the Academy so that it would be created in the basement. And then the, the robot mom could help it grow with the sidewalk chalk prayers or whatever. I think it had to be there. All right. Megan LC asks, what did Klaus's mom do for a living? Here's the thing. I think all of the mothers that were willing to sell off their kids to Reginald must have been in a real bad spot. I just I couldn't imagine selling Frank. But if I was homeless and I thought he'd have a much better life without me, then I kind of would be an asshole to keep him and set him up for a life of misery for my own selfish reasons of keeping him like i'm talking like homeless homeless like living under a bridge and feeding him unwarmed cream corn and shit i would make the argument that you wouldn't have the same connection to frank that you currently do if one day out of the blue you and ashley were not planning on having a child and then all of a sudden one day she just immediately gave birth Hmm. that would you would have a different feeling towards that than a baby you intended to have and then carried to term well we were still, no, but I mean, it depends because if it was like four years into me and actually being married and, and she got a miraculous one day pregnancy, I still it would be attached to it. Yeah, no, I know. But like if you were like a high schooler and you were on the train, just like kissing your BF and then of surprise you're at, you have a baby now. You're missing the point of this. The point of this is that I think these ladies are poor. Mm. So I bet that Klaus's mom specifically is a lady of the night, a sex worker. Because I think it fits with his whole drug-addled vibe that he has. I think his mom was a homemaker in an Amish community. I mean, I get why you're saying that because of a later question, but he just does not strike me as... I know, that's the whole point. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Next question for Megan. Which character gets to meet their future self? 
I think the answer to this is Hargreaves. Because he always seems to like know what needs to happen in order for other shit to happen. And I don't know, understand how he knows that and no one else does unless because he's he an has alien some, bug. Yeah, but he also I feel like he also has some extra information that no one else has. He's got that little book. He's got that little book. <laughs> The little book's got it all. Uh, yeah, I, I think this answer, I'm not with you on this one. I think it's got to be five, right? He's the one that can time travel. That seems too obvious. Feeling confident. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe not wrong. How many times does Klaus die this season? I'm going to say three. It's definitely more than one, but I don't know that they... Well, actually, maybe they lean into it kind of like a like a Groundhog Day type scene with him just inventing new ways to off himself, like Bill Murray, a la bathtub toaster, and, you know, like the clock tower swan dive he does. So I'm actually going to I'm going to say 17. 17 is my new answer. I think it's 16 times in succession in, in like a funny scene. And then the one that happened right before the finale started in the tunnel or whatever. Yeah. So my answer is 15. It's just a random number that I pulled. Yeah, yeah. But I do agree with you that I could absolutely see Klaus like figuring out that he's immortal and then going on just a crazy bender where he just does all kinds of crazy, mm-hmm. super dangerous shit and yep. dies most of the time, but doesn't care. Yep. Cool. Same yep. page. Last question for Megan. Which female character fought topless? I swear to God, guys, if this is a trans joke about Victor, I'm <laughs> going to fucking lose my shit in my infinite hope that it isn't. I would say Jamie because she just looked like she wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, she does raise her eyebrows for flirtily a lot, but she complained about men being perverts. So I don't I don't think she's going to give them any more ammo. So viable candidates. We have Allison, Faye, Jamie, Sloan and Lila. I am not going to count Victor because nope. IRL Elliot is a male, so I just that it, w- it just wouldn't work. Okay, so yep. The only person crazy enough to be fighting with her tits out out of those five is Lila. There's no way it's Allison or Sloan. Faye seems too buttoned up. Like you said, the only other possibility is maybe Jamie. That would probably be my second choice, but I think it's Lila. Lila's crazy. Yeah, it's a good answer. All right, and our next question from Becky H on Facebook: Who got married? Becky, we know this. It was Luther and Sloan. He calls her his wife. That's it. That's the proof. I mean, I, yep. I guess it could be a trick question and there's more than one set of people that got married, but I don't think so. So next. Yep. Agreed. Luther Sloan. Next question. Teresa J. How did Klaus discover he's immortal? So do you think this question is asking like, how did he die the first time or how did he finally figure out that he could come back from the void? I think the answer is because when he died, he was able to come back to life. <laughs> I know that's a basic answer, but it feels like a basic question. I think he died, and then we see him in the void for a while, assuming that that is just where he lives now. And then he finally, like, something happens in the void that, like, causes him to try, channel his power to a point where he could try and come back to, to the real life. Maybe he was, like, trying to come back just to, like, convey a message, just to, like, bring himself back for a second, and then that's it. And then he just, like, realized he could poof all the way back and just be good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just going to stick with my answer, like, be, because when he died, he was able to come back to life. That answers the question. Good job. Well, I mean, like, okay, how did the trash get in the dumpster? I took it out of my house and put it there. Like, could I explain the whole story about where the trash came from? Like, I opened up a thing of ice cream and then I put the ice cream carton in the trash and then I put that. Like, yeah, but that's not directly answering the question. The question is, how did he discover? He discovered because he came back to life. Yeah, but then, I mean, if you're going to pull that bullshit, it's like, where did the rest of the Sparrow Academy go? Away. Well, they uh, died. Uh, they died. Yeah. What caused the Kugel Blitz? Uh, uh, the, the director. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Still right. All right. So AJJ. 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 <laughs> Our next question from AJJ. Coming from a different timeline into a new timeline, you will have a doppelganger. 
why didn't they meet their doppelganger in the current timeline? I like this question. I don't have an answer, but I like it. No, I okay. If I have to answer, I guess I would say I think it's because they quickly leave that timeline and go into another one. Like I don't think they're in that timeline for that long. Like the the finale doesn't appear to be in the same timeline as the first episode, I don't believe. So I just don't think they had the chance to beat themselves. This is my big theory, and I'm wicked excited about it. Okay. So I'm gonna release it all and it might answer some late questions, but I wanna get it all out. Okay. I think it is Lester Pocket killed them oh you think he killed all of the original people i think he killed the original umbrella academy or who they were because lester pocket is harlan okay from season two i'm not going to comment on that last part and i think that harlan didn't know how to control his powers that vanya at the time victor had given him and therefore he accidentally killed his mother and blames the umbrella academy for it and in the future because he knew that they came back from the future he found them before they could cause any harm hoping that by killing them it would bring back his mom i don't hate that i don't hate all of that but well there's other questions and i don't want to spoil our answers there but all right okay next set of questions is from reddit and we have Silver Willow Green asking, what happened to Diego and Lila's kid? I think that Stan was killed in the crossfire of a battle between the academies. He was sticking with Diego and Diego not being a good dad because he was just like kind of forced into it without understanding what was going on. Stan just happened to somehow get into the crossfire and died. Okay. The sign of a great question to me is when it's something I wondered myself when watching the finale, and and that Mm. is true of this one. So kudos, Silver, Willow, Smith. I think this is tied to my previous answer, though. I, I think they're in a different timeline in the finale. And so I think that basically deleted poor, poor Stanarino. Like, he's just not in this new timeline. And he kind of seemed like a little shit anyway. I mean, his two parents met in a mental institution, so it was never going to end li- well li- was crazy. Yeah. Here's my question, though. I guess I wonder if he had powers since both of his parents did. Because yeah, he's really the only kid that we've seen like that. <laughs> it's not like Allison's kid where only one parent had had skills. With I guess it's just, it just the, the question is begged of does jizz transport the copper jizz? <laughs> is there copper in their semen? Is there copper in the jizz? Yeah, it's a good question. We'll never know. All right. Our next question from Reddit. Swiss passport. Why did Christopher explode with just a simple clink of a champagne glass? So some cuck answered the question and read it. How that still happens from time to time is beyond me. Like, who goes into the comments on a post that is a block of text without reading it first? Many, 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 many It can't people. possibly be that there was no reading comprehension. Regardless, thankfully, their answer literally made zero sense to me, and I already forgot what the answer was. So I am going to say that Christopher got stuck in a freezer, and someone <laughs> cheersed him, and he just shattered. He just <laughs> shattered because he was cold. <laughs> Cute aside, though, block your ears if you hate cute things. So my wife and I say juice instead of cheers before we eat dinner every night because she said it once accidentally instead of cheers like eight years ago. And Frank heard us. And now Frank says it, too. He always says juice because I close my ears. So I think that when the champagne glass was clinked, it was resonating at a perfect frequency that shattered Christopher. Okay. How like a singer, if they sing at the the perfect volume, can shatter glass. Yeah, Yeah, that general idea. Fine. Next question from not sure what my thing is. How do you play bus ball and guy in carpet? 
and which characters play these games. These like literally have to be sex games. <laughs> yeah, they have to be sex games, and therefore it has to involve Klaus. And my guess is one of the younger gentlemen in the Amish community that wow. he totally seduces. Okay. When I first heard Bus Ball, I thought of Molester Pocket since the last time we saw him, he was on a bus <laughs> and he wants little kids to touch his balls. But I don't think it actually mm -hmm. has to do with mm -hmm. him. There's a question coming up that makes it sound like some of the umbrellas take a road trip. So I bet it's a road trip game where you have to try to throw something out of your vehicle into an open window of a bus. And then that's Bus Ball. And then Guy and Carpet is the follow-up because if somebody gets hit in the bus, the other person in the car as their penance for losing they have to open their car door and roll out <laughs> like, like a guy in a carpet. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but... You, you know what? This started good and you really lost the steam. No, no, no. Lost hey, that steam that sounds ridiculous. carpet part. No, back in high school, my best friend Phil would do that. Anytime we were driving somewhere and mm -hmm. we're approaching a red light or whatever and slowing down, he would just randomly open his door and roll out and I, I'd have to turn around and go find him and pick him up. I have weird friends, but that's the worst, the worst friend. He's a criminal justice professor now, so like, <laughs> that's good. But in who plays them, I think it's Klaus and Five. I think they are the two most childish characters, and you have to have childish characters to play a game like that. I just think everyone else is too I serious. I think Five is the least childish. Really? I don't. I would, I would venture to say it's Klaus and Diego. Diego's not childish, no. He's more childish than Five. Five's like a 100-year-old man. We both agree that Klaus is involved. I mean, yeah, for 100%. Right. I just think it's sex stuff. I just assume it's sex stuff without even trying to consider what guy in carpet or bus ball would even mean. Because <laughs> I just don't want to. Fine. Mm -hmm. So our next question on Reddit comes from the Specter of Chaos. What happened to Pogo in the new timeline? The way the question is phrased led me to the answer of he died. Just no other logic other than what happened makes me think morbidly. So he died. Yeah, I would agree that he died. I um, am going to encapsulate the essence of the question, though, in asking how he died. <laughs> and I am going to say that he found mom bot downstairs worshiping the yo-yo blitz ball and tried to kind of pull her away from it. Maybe not necessarily physically, but mentally. Like, because she was like totally enthralled by it and it lashed out at him and killed him. Okay. Uh, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Glad you <laughs> are cool with that. Good. Sup, guys. Sup. Asks, why is the world ending this time around? I think Harlan or Lester Pockets is just so fucking pissed at the world that he's just going to like, he's just, he just wants to kill everything and everyone. He just like loses his shit. Oh, I, I think it's the kibbles and bits, great ball of fire thing, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Pakara7 asks, who created the Temps Commission? Herb. Wasn't he in charge of the commission last we saw him in the finale? 100%. It's Herb. Yeah. The place went to shit when the timelines went kablooey, but he stood tall and created a new Temp one. Yeah. Also from Pakara7, who made a pit stop at the world's biggest ball of twine on the way to find their mother? Yeah, I think it was a number of them. I bet they kind of took a little road trip and a few of them were traveling together. But I think that Klaus is the one who wanted to stop at the biggest ball of time. Yeah, this is the road trip I was referencing in my bus ball question. And so based on my prior answer, I think it's Klaus and five. And I have nothing snarky to add. That's my answer. Crimson underscore opinion asks, where is Herb? 
Well, I think he's about the same size. So what if he is that poopoo shit in the basement of the Academy? That was mean to Herb. Herb's the best character that's ever been on the show, and that was rude. Yeah, that was very sizest of me. So I take it back. Rude. I, I think because the timeline got all shook up like a snow globe, I think Herb is now just chilling in a nice retirement spot somewhere like Glendale, Arizona. Just chilling. No, we just talked about it. He created the Temps Commission. He's yeah. running that bitch. And then he retired. No, he created nah, and then nah, retired. Nah, nah, no, Herb was made for management. <laughs> Period. Okay. Next question from Sheep Herder Best, 8537. Why was Klaus running away from the Amish? Because he slept with one of the young men in the community and they all were going to kill him. <laughs> they like freaked out. I am just so excited. I love. So if, listen, the second most populous Amish community in America is Lancaster, PA. I can't wait to watch the middle if that's where it is because Ashley and I love going to Lancaster County. There's one Amish area there called Intercourse, which I don't think they thought through. But while I wish it was something cooler, I bet it's just because they see him using technology, but he's wearing his hat, which looks awfully Amish. And they see him using the tech, so they're like, Jebediah, Jebediah Jr., let's go milk this mobile phone using son of a gun. And voila, he's chased. So you're assuming that the Amish are like bigots against people who use tech. technology? Yep. I'm not assuming that is literally is that part a thing? of their... That's like part of their whole thing. Well, I know their their whole thing is that they don't use technology, but... Yeah, they shun us. They shun us, jerks. David. They shun us. Okay. They think we're evil for using technology. All right. Our next question from a do not perceive, thanks. <laughs> what did Victor do to piss Allison off so bad? Allison, known non-supporter of the trans community. <laughs> no. <I'm just> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just oh, kidding. No. I'm not going to go there. the family yeah. that she was transitioning and like yeah. fucking Allison just shunned her. Like the Amish shunned <laughs> people with cell phones. No, I'm not going to go there. I think that that duck loving weirdo Harlan comes back into play and Victor wants to protect him instead of just killing him, which would make the mission so much easier and less dangerous to themselves. So I, I think it's basically because Victor went over everybody's heads to save Harlan again. Interesting. I think it's the opposite. Hmm. Weirdly enough, I think Victor wants to kill Harlan because Victor understands the danger that exists with Harlan hating them so much. So I think Victor wants to kill Harlan, but I think that Allison, after losing her daughter doesn't really want to kill anybody anymore. One of us is right, I bet. Or neither. Well, I think this has to do with Harlan. But anyway, all right, next question from Soul Knox. What religion does mom slash grace follow? The religion of the yo-yo blitz. Nama stay down in the basement and smile at the cuckoo blast. Yep. All right, our next question from Polisi123. Why did Reggie kill Klaus? I think because he didn't know that Klaus could come back from the dead. And he didn't want klaus to be around to communicate with luther who he killed first because he didn't want luther to be able to reanimate to be able to get revenge and stop old reggie from his weird bug plan i think that future reggie talked to past reggie and told him that the plan doesn't work without luther in some capacity after he had already killed him so he killed klaus specifically who so he could go and save luther or bring luther back at least for a bit to help the plan wow okay so again we're in the same sphere just opposite end of the spectrum again yes wow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. next question from paul why did klaus and ben wake up shirtless next to each other sex they couldn't possibly have put their umbrella handles in each other's sparrow's nest why not 
They're not actual brothers. Yeah, they're not technically related. They're not blood related. We had you had this whole this whole battle in our no, one of our I last agree. episodes. And and I also think that Klaus would be down to do anything that he thought could give him pleasure. Yes, Klaus is a very openly just like fluid person. Yeah, but I think he's always had such a close connection with OG Ben that I just don't know that he I just don't know that he could bring himself to do that. Plus, Ben is just a grumpy dick. So I don't I just don't think anything like that happened. Maybe that's the reason, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe Klaus is like, yeah, that's what that's what I need. Angry, angry fucking. Maybe he touched his tentacles, but not his testicles. I mean, yeah, the tentacle stuff. Like, people have tentacle stuff. Yeah, I just, I, I think it was just really warm in the room they were stuck in. So they took off the shirts because they were sweaty. That would be such a dumb question if that was the answer. <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed if that's the answer. It's just like, they sweat a lot. I don't that's think they it. did it. I just, I just don't think they did it. I don't know. Okay. All right, our next question. Outlander's God asks, what is the relationship between Victor and Harlan? Before I answer that question, Outlander's God, if you're a fan of Outlander, we've covered five seasons of Outlander now. Go back and listen to them. Now, for my answer, the relationship, Victor and Harlan. Well, I mean, Victor saved Harlan's life last season, but also caused him to be a weather boy or whatever. A weather boy? Oh, yeah, like could control the weather and shit. And I think back when Victor was Vanya, he tongued Harlan's mother's you-know-what and, and probably broke up his family. So I don't think that Harlan likes Victor as much as Victor likes Harlan. I think that Victor wants to like Harlan at first, and then it becomes clear that Harlan hates the Umbrella Academy and anyone like them and has even killed some of them because he feels that they caused him pain and caused the death of his mother. Harlan hates them right out the gate, and Victor wants to like Harlan and protect them but at first, but then re- quickly realizes that there's no hope and that Harlan could do some actual serious damage and, mm-hmm. uh, and has to take care of it. Okay, next question from Outlander's God. What is wrong with Stanley's ears? Nothing. <laughs> I think this is one of those situations where like Lila and Diego are talking and he hears them and says something about it. And Diego makes like a, a passing comment like, well, there's nothing wrong with your ears or something stupid. Mm. And that's the whole thing. I think they got sliced off. Ooh, I think he was messing around with Diego's knives and he is not as skilled. And that's what turns Diego onto the plan of trying to change the timeline again because he doesn't want his son to not have ears. So that's what gets him to be on board because Diego's always one of the ones that's super stubborn. So I think mm-hmm. he needed something personal to him to make him want to change the timeline again. Agreed. Why did Lila eat sushi? See, I thought you weren't supposed to do that while pregnant because of the mercury and bacteria risk to your baby. But I did some research. and Apparently, that's just an old wives tale. And as long as it's in moderation, it's fine. Interesting. And it seemed like her and Diego wanted the baby in the finale. So mm-hmm. maybe they find out that all the Academy folks mothers ate a ton of sushi when they were pregnant and all that mercury poisoning gave them their powers. So she thinks by doing that, the, the new kid will have power. That's the best I can come up with. I don't what? fucking know. She's pregnant and then her just her current craving is sushi question answered (laughs) maybe easy maybe well speaking of people who were pregnant the next set of questions are from friend of the show friend f-r-i-e-n-d hashtag better friend charlene who was recently pregnant what did allison rumor luther to do are you ready for this Mm -hmm. i kind of like this answer propose to sloan i think that luther was like nervous about it and was like going back and forth on if he should because of a different timeline and weird shit and everything. And 
Allison saw how happy Sloane made Luther and rumored him to just do it. I am not of that thinking. I think she says, I heard a rumor you beat yourself to death. And I just think he starts kicking his own ass like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. And that's no. how he dies. I think he kills himself because Allison rumors him to do it. It's the first R-rated movie I ever saw, Liar Liar. But I think obviously it's still her fault. And how could she? How could she? Yeah, I don't. I hate Allison, so I don't know why I wrote like a nice thing. How could she? She's just full of lies and pain. Our next question for Charlotte: What happened to the Umbrella's birth mothers? I covered it. They died of mercury poisoning. Duh. Harlan killed them all while they had their little babies. Wow. Tell that to the Supreme Court. Okay. Next question from Charlene. Who is Lester Pocket? Harlan in the future or the original timeline, whatever you want. Don't know why I'm saying all my answers, but I'm enjoying it. So I uh, I thought you weren't going to be on board with this. I thought you were going to think it was a stretch, but I think it's grown up Harlan. It's 100% grown up Harlan. He's about the right age since it would be 50 years later. He's got the shaky hands. Well, and the, the biggest tell for me was the mute, the like sound thing. Because if you remember in season two, like he had that radio that played a record and anytime it would stop, he would like freak out. Ah, I forgot about that. You're right. So the tell for me was some people with autism are into, you know, like ordering and numbering. And he had those six perfectly organized sandwiches in the Mm -hmm. suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot, lot, actually quite a few signs in just the few scenes that we saw of him. So I am like really confident. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. And I think maybe maybe he changed his last name because his dad, Carl, was a douche and he wanted to start fresh. So that's why he's now Pocket. Fucking Lester Pocket. What a weird (laughs) name. Only like a 12 year old could come up with that shit. All right. But we're on the same page. I like it. All right, our last question from Charlene and everyone. What happened between Stan and Klaus? I pseudo-covered it earlier, but I think Stan Van goes and cuts his ear off, and Klaus happens to be there and just panics, and I think he pushes him into the, the Keebler blimp, and he just dies. The Keebler blimp. Whatever what that thing's you? called. The, what are you talking about? The, the kibbles of bits thing. The kugel. Oh, blitz. the yo-yo blitz. The kegel blitz. The yo-yo blitz. The yo-yo blitz. The kegel shits. Yeah. <laughs> the kegel shit. Um, interesting. I think that Stan kind of got a little close to Klaus while he was hanging out with the crew in the beginning. And then when Stan dies, he kind of like haunts Klaus a little bit. Like he's just always around. <laughs> kind of like in the first season when like dead people were just kind of always hanging out mm-hmm. with Klaus. It's similar to how Ben was in season one. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our questions. I'm feeling pretty confident. Me too. And with that, it is now time for our rating of Umbrella Academy season three. David, it's center counts. Center counts. What do you give it? (laughs) I'm going to give this four out of seven. It's getting a tad bit repetitive in like the the we fucked a timeline and now we have to unfuck the timeline kind of situation. I guess the whole hotel situation was a little bit different, but it was still like them having to figure out a little puzzle at the end to stop the timeline from exploding or whatever. I am pretty interested when it comes to season four and how they're going to address not having powers. That's kind of a new thing. Mm. So that'll be interesting, but I like it, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't my favorite. I'm also giving it a four out of seven. I loved season one. I was a big fan of it. Season two ended up being a little bit of a letdown to me after I went back and watched the middle. I was so over the Kennedy assassination reversal stuff. I liked the Sparrow stuff from the first episode here. The finale was okay. It was confusing since we missed a lot, 
but definitely seemingly set us up for an interesting season four, like you said. Why is there just a big disco cube? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. And I guess it's not it's not the show's fault because it's based off of comics. So, it's not, uh, like, the crazy comic dude to, like wrote in a cube. But, like, why? why? Yeah. And w- one of the problems I've started to notice with the show is that the dialogue is almost too witty sometimes. It's very writerly, and you can you can tell the people that wrote it probably high-fived each other and guffawed, like, bro, this dickhead joke is fire. Yeah, it's like everything that comes out of that Yeah, mouth. but yeah. I, I like most of the characters a whole lot, and and I'm into time travel, as we know, and, and multiverses and all that jazz, so it's still a four out of seven, above average, and I will be watching the middle. Yeah, me too. I'll not only watch the middle, just because we want to prep for uh, season four, if there is one, because I don't know if there's been an announced one yet. I'm actually the most interested in seeing how they handled the whole Victor situation. We shall see. But David, that is a wrap for Umbrella Academy Season 3. For now, what do we have coming up next? Next week, we are going to be taking part in an Academy draft for our Umbrella Academy Center Chat. So excited. We're going to go back and forth uh, drafting our own little academies. And then we'll kind of discuss which one we think would win after we finish our draft. Yeah, it's going to be obviously we'll include the Umbrella Academy and the Sparrow Academy. And we're one person short because of dead Ben. So we're going to leave Lila as part of the crew. Yeah, which she seems like she's a big part of the crew now. So she's just in it. She's just in it to win it. So that will be very fun. I'm excited for that. What do we have after that? But after that, we are going to be covering a movie that I think a lot of people will be surprised that we haven't seen. It's coming out August 3rd, and it is Fast Times at Richmond High. And we're going to be covering it with Two Salty Broads, the podcast. Yes, Lindsay and Sapita over at Two Salty Broads. Yeah, I don't. It's one of those movies where obviously I know of it. I've heard it a hundred times, but I have never actually seen it. Same boat. So that will be fun. But David, I am ready to travel through many multiverses to go just eat some dinner. Perfect. You, you can do all the traveling in the world. But you need to eat dinner. That's what six sandwiches are for, bitch. <laughs> like the gap between those newly de Luther thighs, it's always better in the center. <laughs> <laughs>